0: Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. If this is your first time joining me, my name is Kimisha Lussier, and I'm one of the senior pastors at A Day of Prayer. I just wanted to spend some time connecting with you today as we continue to discuss God's divine timing, part two. And in this podcast today, I want to look at the example of God's divine timing um, for Mary and Martha. In the Word of God, where we see the account of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Now, I know we often tend to focus on the miracle of Jesus raising someone from the dead, but the Holy Spirit brought something else to my attention. And that is that there's two believers who had their faith involved in this situation, and they needed to hear from God because they were expecting to receive something from him. So let's look at uh, John 11. And we'll just pick out a uh, point to a few key scriptures here. But I also want you to go and search the scriptures out yourself. Um, Get the Bible out, Um, whether you're looking at a, a tangible Bible or you are using a Bible app. I want you to engage in the word of God because his words are living. His words are your bread of life. And that is what keeps you going is your focus on the word of God. So in John chapter 11, Lazarus. Uh, the brother of Mary and Martha was ill. And I'll just read verse two to you. And it says, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And the sister sent word to Jesus while he was in another area, um, doing the will of the Lord and doing the work the father sent him to do. And verse four says, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it. And when we're talking about living, uh walking in God's divine timing. You know, as believers, we want things to go A, B, C, Z and be finished. But there are times when God has his own plan for how things will work out. And for us to cooperate with God, for us to be filled with hope and our faith to be activated, it helps if we can understand his perspective on things. And it's not something that is natural to us. This is the, the mind of Christ is not something that is a part of our human nature. The mind of Christ is given to us as a gift from the Holy Spirit when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And we have to practice tapping into that and not just visiting the mind of Christ every once in a while, as though it were um, a, a favorite aunt or uncle that you wanted to go see every once in a while, but living With the mind of Christ being forefront and evident in your mind has to become your way of life because when it does, you will find that you have freedom to walk with the Lord in his divine will and his divine plan and you're not dissatisfied with him. You're not dissatisfied in the plan of God and neither are you disappointed because you understand what God is doing and you understand His, his will, his timing, and the seasons that you're in and that just brings such a joy and freedom to your walk with him. So let's look back at John chapter 11. So Jesus let them know in verse four that the sickness that Lazarus was experiencing, though sent from the adversary, was not going to be the end of his life. Um, But it would be an opportunity for God to get the glory out of the situation. And verse six says, um, sorry, verse five says that Jesus loved both Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So the love of God was never in question from the Lord's standpoint. But sometimes when we have to wait on God, we feel like, do you love me, Lord? And we know that he does love us because he's stated it too many times. So in verse six, it says, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. So Jesus being sent into the earth with full knowledge and understanding that his job, his business was to do the will of the Father. And it was of such vital importance to him that he called it his secret food. He called it um, what sustained him was to do the will of the Father. And that's the, the right mindset and attitude for us to have, because without him, we can do nothing. And then as they're talking, so during this time, Jesus's disciples are with him as well. And they heard the message that was delivered about Lazarus and they heard what Jesus said. And then they begin to talk with Jesus about the last time you were there, they were going to stone you. Are you sure you want to go back there? So now we see an element of self-preservation coming up. Are you going to... For um, Delay doing the will of the father or are you going to take another route because someone's trying to hurt you? There's opposition There is danger associated with you. Are you going to divert your course? Because something is in the way and Jesus says something interesting in verse 9 when they bring this to to him and he's he answered and said are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. And that's a a very pointed um, statement from the Lord. And what he's talking about is if you're walking in the perfect plan of God, you have the light of God with you. If you're walking and sowing to the spirit, the light of God is in you, it's with you, and it's for you, and you won't stumble. But If you try to preserve yourself, if you try to live and walk in your flesh, you are undoubtedly going to fall. You're undoubtedly going to stumble. And that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to be sure-footed, which is why we have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, And in particular, we have salvation and we have the indwelling of the Godhead in us. But we also have the baptism of the Holy Spirit to help empower us to carry out the perfect will of God. And verse 11, he says, these things he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. So Jesus is talking with his disciples and he's trying to communicate with them on his level. Come up to where he is. He's saying, there's another plan other than what you can see. I need you to think like I do. I need you to come up and think and make your thoughts line up with what the father's thoughts are so that now we can be in perfect perfect communion and harmony and cooperation with the will of God and the earth and what, what the Holy spirit is doing right now. Being current with God is so important. We never want to get out ahead of him and, we don't want to be behind him. Now, if you have to choose, behind him is better. But there is a place where you can walk and just divine step with God. And you don't miss anything that he's saying. You're not delaying on doing the will of God. And you haven't run off and left God behind while you're trying to do his will by yourself. And the disciples didn't understand this. So Jesus, in verse 15, had to make it very clear what he was saying to them, um, that Lazarus was dead I'm sorry. Verse 15. It says, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. So there Jesus is saying again, let's look at the father's will. And eventually he lets them know, plainly stating he died and that they were going to raise them. And then the disciples are talking and um, relaying that, well, let's just be sorrowful and die with him as well. And Jesus is like, come on, come on. I need you guys to get this. Come up to my level. So Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. They're believers. They've got their faith in God to do something. They know that Jesus is a miracle worker. They know that he's the Messiah. And they don't yet fully comprehend all that he is, all of who God is, but they're still believing him as much as they know how so that their brother is kept safe and remains alive. But Jesus said clearly, The situation, the way God wants to handle it, God will get the glory. But when we try to make the situation line up to our human perspective, God does not get the glory and rather we're trying to prevent ourselves from feeling something. We're trying to protect ourselves or save our own life. Now, God absolutely wants you to be healed. He absolutely wants you to be well. He absolutely wants you to prosper, be whole, and he wants all of his blessing and everything that Jesus provided for you by his his death, burial, and resurrection, he wants it to be yours. That's why he gave it to you in the first place. But the only way we can go about receiving those things is to go God's way. Something key that I want to look at here is verse 21. When Martha said something to Jesus that was telling of how she felt. It says, now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But if you look over at verse 32, and it says, then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So they were talking to each other and their their time alone while they were mourning over their brother, this is the conversation that they were having versus saying, okay, God, I know it didn't work out at, up until this point the way I thought it was going to work out, but you're still good. You're still my God. You have a plan and I'm just going to walk this out with you. The Holy Spirit is always communicating with us. He's always trying to bring us into understanding and awareness of what God is trying to do, which is why Jesus plainly stated to his disciples, this is for the glory of God. He's not dead. He's just sleeping. This is not unto death, even though your eyes may think it is, even though it may appear to be that way, all is well. God is going to get the glory out of this. And that was their cue to, to lay back on the bosom of Jesus, to recline on his, his bosom and his breast and go, okay, you've got this. You know, there's something funny about God. He's always been God and he is God all by himself. So he's going to be true to himself regardless. He doesn't need me to be God, but I have not always been. I am created in his image and his likeness and I rely upon him to have my being. So he's trustworthy. He can always be trusted and his perspective is always that that should be respected. Now, Jesus, back to verse 23, when he was talking to Martha, he said, your brother will rise again. And she kind of pushes him off and goes, yeah, yeah, I know God. Yeah, 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 I know Jesus. And the last day, in the, the resurrection, he's going to raise, that's fine. And she's preparing herself to be disappointed because her eyes didn't see what she thought she should see at that time. Something didn't happen according to her plan. But remember, we are here to do the Father's will. That that prayer that the Lord taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, meant exactly (laughs) what it says. I know sometimes we want our will to be done. We want heaven to back our plans, but that's not what heaven is here to do. Heaven is here to back the plans of God. The Holy Spirit is working out the plans of God. Jesus walked out the plans of God. And we are invited to be a part of it and to partake of it. Now, you can partake of it on the side of Christ or be in opposition to Christ, but God will get the glory nonetheless because he is working his will. But we're allowed to be a part of it, and it's an honor for us. And everyone has this opportunity who will take it, but it's not for us to have our will supersede the will of the Father. That's not what our faith is for. That's not what the plan of God is. That's not how God operates in the earth. He's doing his will. And we get to be a part of it. Now, as we we skip down and we see that Jesus spoke with them for some time, and he was sorrowful because they just didn't get, they just didn't understand that God was for them and that he was a good God. And he worked things out the way that he did because that would get the best outcome. And that would be beneficial for not just one person, but for many. Verse 45 says, then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. Now think about it. Mary and Martha thought if we keep him from dying, that's the better thing. That's the best thing. We prevented something from happening. We didn't have to suffer loss. We feel better about it. But Jesus said, if you just trust me, just trust father God that he is actually all knowing as he says he is. He's is actually all powerful as he says he is. If you just trust him and Believe him, then not only will you be satisfied, not only will you be blessed, but others will be blessed as well. We spoke in the, um, the previous podcast and I, I remember recounting that God is able to take one situation, one event and touch many lives. Because he's looking from every aspect, every angle. He's the one who's worked the end from the beginning. But as humans, we're limited to how we feel. We're limited to what we want and what we think unless... We come up to where Jesus wants us to abide seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus with the mind of Christ fully operational. And that being our predominant mindset and the Holy Spirit guiding every single thing that we do each and every day. When we come up there where he uh, where he remained, where his abode was in his earthly ministry, then the plan of God will be before our eyes. The plan of God will be in our understanding and we will be in trust with God versus fighting with him and struggling against him or having our faith um, diminished or weakened because we don't see or understand what God is doing and it limits our trust in him. So we're not supposed to limit God and he doesn't want us to do that. But when we think like he does, our faith becomes unlimited and God's ability to be anything in our life becomes unlimited as well. So I want to give you some key takeaways from this. I want you to move your focus from the object you're believing God for or the situation you're believing God to change and put it on being focused on your sensitivity to the things of God. Put your focus on making sure that you are in the divine flow with God and your mind's eye and perspective is on his will being done and his divine plan coming to pass because you'll always be safe there. Um, the second takeaway is don't fast forward through the seasons and the situations God places you in because you'll miss the good that Holy Spirit is trying to bring to you and the fullness of the blessing that he's bestowing on your life. Mary and Martha just wanted him to be saved. They just wanted Jesus to hurry up, get back. Never mind he was ministering somewhere else, and he had lives there that he needed to touch, the plan of God that he needed to finish, where he was already at when he received their message. Just come on and hurry back, God, because I don't want this to happen. I want it to be this way. And God is willing to answer our, our requests. He wants to do that. He says that he is blessed when our joy is made full. He he rejoices in that, our joy being full. And he can do that from his perspective because our joy will only ever be full from his perspective when we walk with him and we let him be God in our lives. There's always something God is cultivating. We talked about before every jot and tittle he's bringing to pass. He's equipping you. He's preparing you. He's ministering to the other people around you whose lives are connected to this situation. And he's taking the opportunity to glorify his name because when Jesus is lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. And that's the goal after all, right? Right. We want Jesus to be glorified because we want as many people as would call on the name of the Lord. We want as many people who belong to the kingdom of God to be saved. We want the gospel preached in every corner so we can go ahead and get out of here and (laughs) go back to heaven with the Lord. We want that to take place. But if I'm living in my own I am statements, if I'm living in my own will, I won't participate with God as I need to or give him freely the opportunities to bless the world as he wants to. The third takeaway is if you walk with God and go the way Holy Spirit is leading, Jesus will always get the glory out of your life and out of the situation, just like God's divine purpose and plan is. He will have the opportunity that he has preordained to minister minister through your obedience to someone else. You never have to worry about that. When Jesus is at the helm, everything will be right if we cooperate with him. But if, if an arm is committing a mutiny, if your leg is off tap dancing by itself, if your body won't believe you, if your body won't cooperate with you, how can we effectively, as the body of Christ, who Jesus is the head, how can we ever do what God wants us to do when we're trying to do our own things? So I just want to encourage you today. Keep your eyes on God's word, keep His word before your eyes. Feed on His faithfulness. Feed on the good character of the Lord. Feed on His consistency. Feed on every Scripture you can find that says that God is not a man that He should lie. That talks about how God finishes what He starts and how He's faithful to His servants. Find those Scriptures and meditate on there. Uh, meditate on the Word. Keep putting faith-filled Word. In your heart, keep letting God's word stir faith up with you, be inside of you, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Spend time praying in your heavenly language, um, which is also known as praying in tongues. Spend time, because according to Jude, that builds you up on your most holy faith, and it keeps you in the love of God. And you need that, especially in times where it seems like your blessing has been delayed, when it seems like, like it did for Mary and Martha. Your blessing didn't go the way you thought it would. God will still get the glory out of it. Walk with him and don't forsake your faith in him. Don't throw it down just because it didn't look like it happened at the deadline you thought was set. Death is pretty much the most permanent thing here in the natural realm. Uh, Hell comes in eternity, but death for the human is, is pretty well the end of things. But God was still even greater than death. And he is still greater than death. His arm has not grown short and he is not weak. But he is strong and he is powerful. And the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling on the inside of you. So spend intentional and dedicated time in God's word. Spend intentional and dedicated time praising the name of the Lord, elevating his name in your eyes. So when you look, you don't see the hopelessness of a situation. You don't see an expiration date, but you see a God who is bigger than everything. You see the name of Jesus that is greater than every other name. And guess what? Death is a name. He's got the keys of hell and of death in his hand, and he has authority over that. And he is working in your life to bring forth good to you. God loves it when we align ourselves with what's already going on in heaven. So I recommend you take a look at Revelation if you, you need help praising the Lord. If you, you feel like things are so so hopeless at this point, it's hard to just say, thank you, God. That's okay. Take a look at Revelation. Revelation and see what's already happening in heaven. And then you align your ver- your words with that. You read it and you declare it to the Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you Lord God Almighty. And you read every time that the, the angels and the beings in heaven are praising God and they're worshiping him and you declare those words out of your mouth. And I guarantee you that will encourage you on the inside. That will stir up your faith and it will help you refocus on the truth. The truth is you serve the true and living God who loves you abundantly, who wants good for you and has done good things for you. So I just wanted to encourage you, keep keep your faith in God, hold fast your confession and continue to bless the name of the Lord and hold fast in God's divine timing. Well, I look forward to connecting with you next week. We release a new episode every Tuesday. So please come on back and bring somebody with you. Share this episode with someone else um, so that they would be blessed by it. If you would like to hear um, about a specific teaching or you have questions about a specific topic, let me know in the comments because I'm I'm happy to share with you the things that God has shared with me and um, answer any questions you might have. And lastly, I just wanted to remind you to live in the Messiah's love. Until next week, God bless you.